for Cigar Talk, the fastest growing cigar show in the nation. Whether you're a new cigar enthusiast or a cigar aficionado, we have something for everyone. Bringing you the best interviews, cigar reviews, and weekly giveaways. So grab yourself a cigar. It's time to light them up. Hey, welcome back, Cigar Talk. I'm your host, Rob Jones, and today we've got co-host Bryant Falconer with us today. We'll be talking about our Cigars of the Week. We've got a great interview with uh, Terrence Riley from Aganorsa Leaf. We'll be talking about uh, some of the myths and facts regarding cigar health, uh, what it means for uh, cigar smokers. And then we'll also be talking about what we're drinking, what we're smoking, and uh, hopefully we'll uh, have a great show for you guys. So uh, let's get on with it. How you doing today, Bryant? Hey, man, I'm doing real good, real good. So let's uh, start off with talking about what we're smoking today. Okay, today I am smoking a Macanudo Inspirado Orange. I have never had that. Oh, my goodness, man. You just don't know what you're missing, bro. You don't know what you're missing. Well, when you tell me orange, <laughs> I'm like, it's not infused no, orange flavor. it's not All infused right. orange right. flavor. It's not. This is a Honduran uh, filler, Honduran uh, wrap. It has Nicaraguan uh, filler also in it. But, man, you're talking about the minute you uh, light it up, that pepper hits you. And man, it, it flows through the ent- all three thirds of it. And that's a pretty big cigar it you is. got there. What is that? A 60, sixty by six? Yes, sir. And I'm talking about a good smoke all the way through. You don't have to worry about it. You get your earthy and your note, uh, nut tones in it. But I mean, it's sweet, a little sweet all the way through it. And when you retrohale, you can feel that anise coming through. <sighs> mm, mm. It just matches the entire. I love this thing, man. Well, I tell you, I don't know if you know. But today, down at the Leaf, uh-huh. the LFD Cabinet 6 is back. It came in yesterday. I know. That's yesterday, what I heard. Did yeah. you get one? Uh, I, I was there when they were bringing them in. I oh, had to leave. <laughs> yeah, I went down there this morning and had three. Uh, probably no more left. No, 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 no. There's, can, we only got one box of yeah, the Cabinet five, 5 and the 6. Yep. And I smoked three. I think Paul bought five or six of them. Ed bought one. Uh, everybody that was smoking was smoking them. So if you guys haven't had the LFD Cabinet 6, if you can get your hands on one, it's one of the best smokes bar none. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's a good smoke. So anyway, we had a rep come in the shop today, and I always like supporting the guys that come in the shop. Anyway, I'm smoking one of the cigars that his company carries. It's the Jericho Hill. Uh, I've actually smoked one of these before. Uh, probably about six months ago or so. I can't remember exactly. But uh, anyway, it's a great cigar. Uh, I don't know where it's from. I don't know the binder. I don't know the wrapper. All I can tell you is it's a solid, medium to full smoke. I'm enjoying it. It's definitely got leather, spice, earth, which is basically the trifecta for me. Uh, You can throw some other flavors in there and I'll enjoy it. But if you get the trifecta down, man, I'm sold. And uh, so anyway, let's get to the rest of uh, the show, what we're talking about. Uh, what are we drinking? We're drinking the same thing we were drinking last week because I still had half a bottle left. <laughs> it's the uh, Jim Beam Bonded. If you don't know the story behind that, it's uh, bonded means it is a liquor that back in, I believe it was in the late 30s or 40s, bonded meant that if, to be in order to be called bonded, it had to be 100 proof the alcohol had to come from the same season of uh, crop that you distilled with and all the barrels that were aged of course it had to be oak barrels because it's bourbon but the barrels had to be locked in a warehouse by the government they had a government uh inspector come by and actually lock up the uh warehouse and that way the government knew that you aged that alcohol for four years the revenue let's talk about what we were talking about earlier the myths and legends and facts so i was reading an article earlier and in boulder colorado there's a you know anti-smoking cigars or anti-smoking anything except for marijuana i guess their stance on smoking cigars is basically it's the same as cigarettes and i was reading in there and one of the facts that this guy stated because he didn't say in my opinion so he's stating a, his a fact and which i think is completely bs is he said 34 percent of cigar smokers get cancer which is off the that's 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 like one in three and i don't believe that at all because you can go look at the fda's website and the fda actually did a study 
And they said for a person who smokes one to two cigars a day and does not inhale, has kneel percentage of getting lung cancer over people who don't smoke. So, I mean, really, to me, it sounds like, and I think we see this all the time in certain politics, is people get on a bandwagon and they just fabricate whatever they want to fabricate to make their story sound good. It comes down to numbers, and you can make a number say anything. And what we have is a person that is taking his his own study and he's fabricated the numbers to, to match what his opinion is. Yeah. When you look at the FDA, the FDA, you know, they want to try to regulate everything. And if they can come up with an opinion saying that it has a, a nil factor versus someone that doesn't smoke. For the FDA to put that out? That's exactly what I was thinking because I was like, you have a government entity that is having a third party do a study. And I was like, first of all, I'm impressed that they actually came out and said that because the FDA is completely against tobacco in all forms, shapes, and sizes. Mm -hmm. But for them to say that and then other people to state their own facts, I'm like, yeah, you can take any fact and skew it, take it out of context. And I mean... I don't know how they came up with 34% of cigar smokers come up with cancer, but it sounds like complete BS to me. You take three people and then you don't disclose which cancer that person uh, contracted, then you can say 34% came up with cancer. Right, right. Or maybe just if you did a small sample of three Mm -hmm. people and one of them came up with cancer, that's just luck of the draw. Hey, so let's get to our cigar tip of the week, and I'm going to make this short and sweet. I know a lot of guys that I've talked to do this, and it's really not a good idea. So if you get cigars, and let's say you don't have a humidor at home, A great way to store your cigars is to put them in like a Tupperware, uh, Rubbermaid, whatever kind of container that's airtight and put a Bovetta pack in there. That will keep it completely humidified. But I have heard of guys that do this. If you put your cigars in the refrigerator, what happens is it actually sucks the humidity out of your cigars. That's not me. That's fact, brother. It's 100% chemistry <laughs> right yeah exactly you take it a uh, take an object and freeze it you take the moisture in well not even object. freezing just yeah, dropping, dropping the temperature, temperature down it takes the moisture because the idea temperature for a uh, humidor is 70, 70. degrees mm-hmm. so you put it in a, a refrigerator that's like 45 to 55 you're bringing the temperature down so much that moisture is going to be sucked out so that's the cigar tip of the week Let's talk about our cigars of the week. Tell me what your cigar of the week is going to be this week, Brian. I have to say the one I'm smoking right now. Oh, man, come on. <laughs> I mean, I just tried it. And in trying it, it gave so me... So is that your first one? The fir- second one. Second one. Second one. Okay. Because the first one surprised me, so I had to make sure that it wasn't a fluke. So I bought another, and I tried it, and it's the same taste. It's giving me the same experience going through. You know... Um, you can you can try something once and the first time you get it's new to you so you're like okay yeah i like that but then you try it again you're like oh it's not it's not the same but this macanudo inspirado orange label is the exact same as the one i bought monday really today is thursday wow (laughs) so and i just i just truly appreciate what uh macanudo did with this stick i truly do i tell you i'm gonna go out on a limb here because this is not something, I, you know, for me to pick a, this is going to be a Connecticut. I'm just going to go ahead and tell everybody right now. Uh-oh. I know, right? So the Connecticut that I smoke, and if to be a cigar of the week for me, and you're going to have a Connecticut, it has to be something special. And I'm going to tell you right now, the McAuliffe, dude, the McAuliffe Connecticut is something special. It has like this oily thick wrapper which you don't find on connecticut usually a connecticut is like a real thin dry wrapper and it's real easy to crack it or break it this wrapper man you put your lips around this wrapper it's like velvet that's how i describe most cigars that are oily but it's like super smooth it's a thick wrapper and man it's it's one of my it's i'd probably say it's in my top 25 cigars bar none even as a connecticut so this Connecticut is the uh, Gomez Sanchez family 1934 uh, Connecticut cigar, and man, I'm telling you, it's got a slow draw. Uh, it's it's probably one of the best, and and you know as a Connecticut, it's not like a light smoke, which most of them are. It's actually a medium, and the one I smoke is the Robusto, which is the five by fifty two. 
Uh, it's four years aged uh, tobacco. It's Ecuadorian Connecticut. It's also uh, got the binder is Nicaraguan Habano. Mm-hmm. And then the filler is an uh, eight, four year aged Nicaraguan Dominican. And for the Robusto alone, I'm going to say I smoked it for about 45 minutes, 50 minutes. And I'm a fast smoker. So for that size of cigar, you know it's really good road construction that it lasts that long. So anyway, that's my cigar of the week. Hey, so guys, let's shift gears here for a second and talk about what's upcoming for Cigar Talk. Uh, Not sure if you guys know, but we are in the process of changing the name from Cigar Talk Podcast to Cigar Talk Radio. So if you're looking for us on Instagram instead of going to cigar underscore talk underscore podcast now you can just find us straight up cigar talk radio and that brings me some to some interesting news i hope you guys are excited because i know i sure am we will be joining the spoonie radio network here probably within the week or two uh we've been in talks with them for a couple of weeks and they do shows all about food and recipes and cooking and pairing with wines and bourbons and whiskeys so we're going to be the added addition so that they'll have a cigar show on their network so we're real excited about that if you haven't checked them out uh, you can go by and check out what they're doing now it's at spoonie.com and you can kind of see what they're doing now and hopefully we'll be a good addition to that network. Let's talk about hanging out at your local cigar shop. Uh, if if you haven't heard, I'm sure most people know, but me and Bryant both hang out at The Leaf here in Abilene, Texas. Uh, we go around a, a many different shops outside of uh, Abilene. I uh, love going out and meeting new people and meeting new owners, finding out about how they uh, do their business, how they got started. But for us, our main shop is going to be The Leaf. And As we said before, we got a new owner, and so far things have been going really well. Uh, He's Man, he's stocking up the humidor. And, I mean, that's what I like to see in an owner is let's not just be happy with what we have. Let's keep bringing in new stuff. Attention to your your clientele, making sure that they're happy. Yeah. Providing them what they are looking for. And when you do that, they keep coming back. It continues that community. Right. And, you know, what I love to see is Jay actually listens to the customers and it's like, hey, man, I smoked this cigar at this shop back in so-and-so and I'd love it if you carry it. Well, he will do some research on that and see about bringing it in. I mean, just in the last... Uh, month or so he's brought in the warfighter cigar line uh, he's brought in the agonorsa leaf cigar line and he's adding he's planning on adding to that line we talked about the agonorsa leaf uh, casa fernandez miami last week and he's planning on bringing that in so most of your shop owners man if if you guys know something that you like go by and talk to the owner and let him know that you really love this cigar and it'd be something you'd be interested in purchasing on a regular basis and i guarantee you man they'll probably take a look at it and bring it in if they can because that's that keeps their business that brick and mortar open providing what the customer wants also with the atmosphere and the environment keeps that brick and mortar open and that's what I love about Jay. You know, he will listen to you. He will sit down and he'll have those conversations with you. And it's not just a conversation just to get, get to keep the time going. He's actually listening. Right. And he'll come back with you and give you a little feedback. Yeah, I looked into this. I researched this. And that would be a great, uh, you know, add to our, our, our lineup. And I've seen him, like you said, with the, uh, with the warfighter he brought in. It was just like. He, he listened to us. Yeah, and, you know, it was just a few weeks before that that I went up to Nebraska and met the uh, guys over at Paul's Cigar Lounge in uh, Hastings, Nebraska, and talked to those guys. And those guys loved Warfighters. They knew the guys personally because that's where Warfighters started was in Nebraska. So whenever I came back, I told Paul about them, and then Robert, who is a sales rep for uh, – uh, Hireman Solomon, he also started repping for uh, Warfighters. And so, I mean, it was just like wham, bam, bam, we got new cigars. Yeah. We had that, uh, that uh, when they came in at night and brought uh, most of their uh, lineup, and they sat there and they, the, the owners, the founders of Warfighters, sat with us and talked with us about it. You know, it was a great conversation for me because I'm, I'm ex army and they were army uh, soldiers also. So we had a lot of things to talk about and then their inspirations for their lineup, for the names of certain. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and they described each each brand for you, or not each brand, but each line and the cigars in the different flavors that they come in Maduro, Connecticut. 
the double Maguero. Mm-hmm. So it was cool being able to sit with those guys and hear about the cigars directly from the owners. Because, you know, as a cigar smoker, I love talking to the owners and finding out about their product. And, you know, you really see the passion from those guys mm-hmm. when you're talking to them. And that's, man, that's just like a cherry on top. You know what I mean? Most definitely, most definitely. It brought about a different mindset for me. And like I said, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the talk. I enjoyed the sticks that I smoked that night. And I enjoyed them since then because I bought many since that night. Um, thanks to Jay again for bringing them in <laughs> because without him bringing them in, it would be hard for me to find them. Well, you know, at the Leaf, uh, I think about all the brands that they brought in just in the last 12 months. You got to look at, we went from not having any of these, but we ha- we brought in Warcraft. Yes. Not, not Warcraft. War, Warfighter. Warfighter. We brought in Romacraft. Yes. We brought in Warped. Mm-hmm. We brought in McAuliffe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other brands we brought in. Uh, I know I'm missing one. Oh, Hiram and Solomon. Solomon. Yeah. And I mean, for a shop our size, for a town our size, we carry tons of boutique cigars. And maybe that's one of the reasons I love boutiques. I always have, but I mean, I'm not real big on the super big brands. I know you smoke them, uh, <laughs> Macanudo, and yeah. what's the other one that you like? Monte Cristo. Monte Cristo's, yeah. And, you know, like Romeo and Julieta. Those are staples to the society. I get that. It's just never been my cup of tea. I've always been on the hunt for other great cigars. New and yeah, the new, I always say the new and improved. improved yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I am really appreciative that we have an owner that is open to bringing in new brands because that allows us to have so many boutique cigars. And I would say, compared to most cigar shops, we have double the boutique supply of cigars that most do. Yeah, and you know, the cool thing is we're fixing to have to move, and you guys don't know this, but the Leaf is about to have to move because their lease is up, and here's the fun fact (laughs) is that the building that they lease at was uh, owned by this guy, and he donated the building to Hendrix Hospital Organization, which is like the Gestapo of tobacco. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, they said you can finish out your le- lease, but then after that, you got to be out of there. Yeah, yeah. So, the cool thing is, I don't know if you've seen the actual blueprints of the new building. He showed them to me. Man, it's going to be awesome. awesome. I think the shop is going to be like three times That's as big. Large, yes. And the members. Lounge. lounge is going to be ginormous, mm-hmm. which I'm excited about. And then the uh, humidor itself is going to be twice as big as it is now. And it's going to be nicer. I, I think he said they're not going to have that middle island in yeah, there. So he it, said that. So that's going to be nice just because it's going to be open. You'll be able to walk around and look at what you want to and not feel cramped. Because, man, they got so much uh, stock in there now that it's it's tight. It's very tight. And then you, you lose sight of what, you, what you're looking for. You get caught up in one section and you're like okay and you're trying to find something and if you can't remember where it was you're like uh hold on you go back hey jay man i need to talk hey, to so, you <laughs> so i don't i've never had that happen yeah because you I are know, in there every day all day maybe so but i always know where my cigars are uh, i know where my monte cristos are. right i know where my mac and noodles are <laughs> anyway let's talk about what i've got coming up in june i'm going to release my top 10 cigars of 2019. Uh, I've been working on a list, and so if you follow along, you'll see some of the cigars of the weeks on there, and I'm planning on releasing this list probably mid-June for the top 10 cigars of the year. And some of these cigars we have at the shop, some we don't, uh, but there's some cigars that I've smoked so far in 2019, and I got to tell you, you're going to love the list. I hope that you'll take time to uh, seek out and find each cigar and smoke it. And then give me feedback, man. Let me know what you think about the uh, cigars that I recommend as the top 10 so far. And then at the end of the year, I'll come out with the uh, top 20 cigars of the year. I'm not doing the top 25 like uh, Cigar Aficionado does, but uh, I think... 20 cigars is plenty that's a box so if you pick out the top 20 you have a box of what i promise you will be bad ass cigars 
Speaking of cigar aficionado, I did a poll this week, and on my Instagram account, I sent out messages to 60 random cigar smokers, and I'd, I'd like to get feedback from everybody, man. I really would. Uh, take the time to send me a message on my Instagram account, which is Cigar Talk Radio. I'd love to hear your opinion on this. So we're talking about cigars and how you find out about cigars, and Somebody was saying, you know, well, you have Cigar Aficionado, and yeah, you get the top 25, but how many people actually read Cigar Aficionado? And when I say read, I don't mean pick it up at the counter and, you know, go through the pages real quick for like five seconds. What I mean is, do you subscribe to the magazine or do you buy it at the cigar shop or a magazine stand and actually go through the whole thing? Now, on top of that, when you see a cigar ad in the Cigar Aficionado, does that influence you to buy that cigar or do you rely on other sources? Do you rely on your friends that smoke cigars? Do you rely on podcasts or do you rely on Instagram or Facebook to see what other people are smoking? I mean, in my opinion, I think a lot of people rely on social media for what cigars people are smoking. I mean, I know I do. When I see a cigar that I see posted over and over and over, I'm like, well, shoot, if it's posted over and over, it must be good. So I got to check it out. And sometimes it's really good and sometimes it's okay. But to me, the value of Cigar Aficionado has served its time. Now, that's just my opinion. If you're a huge fan of Cigar Aficionado, that's cool. But I think in today's digital age, not that many people read the magazine. And if you look at their website, they say that they have 230,000 subscribers. I think that's probably about, I don't know, 10,000 shops buying all those episodes. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but in, in my opinion, after looking at the poll, I really think that the majority of people go by word of mouth, social media, podcast, YouTube, those type of outlets to find out about their cigars. And that's what the route I took. You know, I looked at a cigar aficionado once and I saw a cigar in there that I tried once. And after that, it was it. It didn't give me the mindset to continue perusing that magazine because I it just wasn't for me. I, I do exactly like you do. I look at uh, Instagram. I look at Facebook. And if it's a cigar that people are talking about and they're giving great reviews on it, then I'm going to try it. Right. And I'm going to make my and own we, opinion about it. Absolutely. And once I make my own opinion about it, it will stay with me or I'll, I'll speak out like I say and say, no, nah, I don't like that. Right. But. It's my opinion, and I base it upon people that are actually smoking these cigars. I understand aficionado is, uh, cigar aficionado is getting paid to well, put these things in there, right? And that's their that's that's their 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 niche. Now, I will say this though, I have, especially as, a, as being a new cigar smoker mm -hmm. back in the day, I Googled cigar aficionado and found an uh, ad or not an ad, but a uh, article talking about uh, the top twenty five. And I went down the 25 looking for an affordable cigar at the time because I was new. And I actually went on a hunt for those cigars. But as far as being in an ad, I've never looked and seen an ad and said, oh, I'm going to try that cigar. That's the, that's the only time I did it was once. And I got my, my opinion on that stick was I didn't like it. So I didn't uh, use it anymore. Uh, I haven't even went back to it. And I, to be truthful, I can't even remember which cigar it was. I, it was just... I didn't like it. Right. I really didn't like well, it. Well, and you know, the other thing, I, I don't want to be just picking on Cigar no, Aficionado. No. You also have Cigar Snob. Stop. You have Half Wheel. You have lots of entities that do reviews. And But I'm not really talking about the reviews. I'm talking about the paid advertising. I just don't see that it's as valuable as it used to be. I think it's run its course. It's a change of, a change of times, a change of culture. Everything is social media now. You know, those paperbacks. It's the same thing with ESPN. They have a magazine that... I've never, I haven't read in four years. <laughs> Everything I see is online now. <laughs> let me let me tell you what I used to do. Oh no! Every year, no, no, that's not bad. Every year, ESPN magazine would have a deal, and if you bought oh, the yeah. magazine for the year for forty bucks, you got the Madden game for free. <laughs> And they, the Madden game cost 60 bucks. So it was a win-win situation. But I never read the magazine. And when the swimsuit edition came out, my wife threw that in the trash. So, 
you know, but it was a great deal. But I never read the magazine because all the information that I need is available on my phone, too. All right, guys, so that's enough between me and Bryant for this <laughs> afternoon. Uh, let's talk about what's coming up after the break. We have a very special guest. We have Terrence Riley from Aganorsa Leaf. You, you guys know I love their cigars. Uh, they do the Casa Fernandez line. They do the JFR line. They do the Lunatic line. Uh, they're in partnership with Warp Cigars. I mean, you've heard me talk about the uh, Guardian of the Farm before. They uh, The Aganorsa Leaf is all over the place. So we're super excited to have him on the show, talk about what they're doing, tell us about his history with the company. So we got a break coming up. If you guys stick with us, uh, you'll have a great interview, and we'll be back in about two minutes. Welcome back to Cigar Talk. I'm your host, Rob Jones. We have a special guest with us today, Terrence Riley from the Aganorsa Leaf Company. How are you doing today, Terrence? Just living the dream. Just living the dream. That's awesome, man. Well, uh, as I was saying before, uh, I just recently came across uh, one of the lines of your cigars, and I just fell in love with it. And since then, I've actually ordered a box of those. And so I was hoping that you could tell us the history of the Aganorsa Leaf. Sure. Where uh, I guess where would you like me to begin in terms of the, the origins of the company? or Yeah, let's talk about where the company started, its ground roots. Sure. So, so uh, it's an it's a, a story that's interesting, but but different slightly than others you've heard of in the cigar industries. It's similar in the sense that the uh, the company's owner Eduardo Fernandez is a Cuban gentleman, like so many other uh, people in the business, and was uh, a refugee who left Cuba after um, Castro took power in, in in the late fifties. And so, in that sense, it's a similar story, but it kind of diverts from there because Eduardo's family was never involved in tobacco and he, uh, he had no background in it whatsoever. And, and what had happened is he was actually a banker who in, in Miami in the late eighties saw that pizza and, uh, Domino's and, and, uh, and little Caesars were all becoming, uh, popular. Uh, and he took that model and took it to Spain and created a company called Telepizza to to kind of perform the same function in Spain as, as as pizza and Little Caesars and Domino's did in the United States, and it was massively successful. And he made a, a potload of money with uh, his brother and uh, some other investors. And then he was in his early 40s and didn't need to do anything. And he had always wanted to be a farmer, uh, believe it or not. And so he he went to Nicaragua. And, and this is in the late 90s uh, and invested in in pigs and cattle and tobacco. Oh, and wow. He, yeah. And so and so he started off uh, growing tobacco. Now, he because he didn't really know much about growing tobacco, he went to Cuba and he brought over a, a whole team of, of uh, Cuban agronomists and guys that had worked for Cuba tobacco um, for some cases, you know, nearly half a century and took them over to uh to Nicaragua, guys like Arsenio Ramos, uh, Jacinto Iglesias, and many other guys um, who, who were really high-ranking uh, uh, Cuban farmers and, and, and very uh, heavily involved in, in growing Cuban tobacco. And he brought them to Nicaragua and gave them a lot more resources and uh, and the ability to you know, have access to a lot more um, you know, materials, fertilizers, everything else, and start growing tobacco in, uh, in Nicaragua. And what was interesting is he started to grow tobacco. When you grow tobacco, you almost always have a buyer set. It's not like you just, oh, I'll just plant this and see, right. see what happens. And in, in this case, see, that's what he actually did. His idea was that if you make a good product, people will beat a path to your door. And because the tobacco was was excellent and, and really unique from most of what's uh, grown out there, um, he started to get buyers. And so that's kind of how they started in the business was through um, growing tobacco. But as time evolved, we started to get involved in other areas, distribution, manufacturing. So today we're a vertically integrated company from seed to ash. We control pretty much the entire process. And uh, we have uh, two factories in Nicaragua, a small operation here in Miami, as well as distribution in Miami as well. So, uh, and, and we're one of the largest growers of tobacco in Nicaragua. 
So tell us, what's the difference that you guys have with the Aganorsa leaf? So we're primarily, uh, there's there's kind of three aspects to it, which I've kind of t- briefly touched upon in that, in that story. Is, is One is the seeds we grow. We grow Corojo 99 uh, and Criollo 98 uh, uh, seeds, the Corojo 99 especially, because it's not really grown uh, commonly in Nicaragua um, because it doesn't, necessarily have the yield that some of the other hybrid tobaccos have out there I see. Um, so we're growing for basically flavor and aroma and that sounds obvious you know we can say well what else would you grow tobacco for but <laughs> right. it's just, it's kind of like the tomatoes in the grocery store the tomatoes in the grocery store they didn't grow those because they taste the most delicious they grow them because they'd make it to the grocery store they don't bruise easily and they ripen slowly right. because of that farmer in iowa you know, sends the, the, the tomatoes to, to Florida and they don't make it or they're bruised or like that's all costing him money. So, so he's not I, primarily concerned yeah. that you, so, he, he just wants the tomatoes to make it there. Yeah. <laughs> so what I understand here is you guys aren't growing for volume. You're actually growing for quality. Exactly. So, yeah, and, and we're, we're, we're growing seeds that don't necessarily yield as, as high. Uh, we, we grow seeds that uh, don't necessarily uh, ferment as quickly as, as some of the hybrids that are out there, but they produce an incredible flavor and aroma. And because we have the skilled uh, team of Cuban agronomists that we that we have and who are, who are growing tobacco, this is kind of an overused kind of cliche in the cigar industry, all oh, Cuban style and everything like that. But uh, we're growing using actual guys that grew tobacco in Cuba and in some cases even ran you know some of the operations over there. And they're they're using that kind of mentality from back in the glory days to recreate um, that that flavor profile. And, and again, using seeds that you know, I, I believe that in Pinar del Rio, uh, Corojo 99 is still what's what they're growing over there. So uh, it, it's that combination of of the people are are farmers and agronomists. The seeds we're growing, and then just Nicaragua itself, the the climate and the soils. We have a lot of the best farms. Uh, in Nicaragua, we have some you know, land that was formerly owned by uh, Samosa, the dictators. That was some of the best land there. So it's those three qualities that kind of bring everything together. And the fact that we control the whole process from seed to ash. If you have the, you know, uh, the best steak in the world and then you, you know, fry it up and it turns into shoe leather, it doesn't matter what it was. <laughs> right. It matters what it is. So we can, because we control curing, fermentation, aging, blending, rolling, distribution, that allows us to ensure that what we want to achieve is achieved rather than depending on other people and saying, well, we just grew some great tobacco. Let's hope it tastes well, great. You it's, know. It's, for me, it's interesting because I didn't actually know about your products until recently, but what's funny is I'm actually a fan and didn't know I was a fan because I've been smoking uh, Aganorsa Leaf and other products. Uh, one of my favorite cigars is the Guardian of the Farm, and I was not aware that you guys are supplying the tobacco for that particular cigar. Oh, well, not only do we supply tobacco, we make and distribute it. It's a collaboration with Warp Cigars uh, with Kyle Gallus, but, but we also, uh, that, that particular uh, brand is, is sold through through us oh okay um, so that's that's something actually to be honest with you uh you just said you know a minute ago is basically what i've heard a lot is that you've you've enjoyed the product but didn't really know it was us and, yeah we and, didn't know uh, who we didn't know where it was coming from we just knew yeah. we loved it so yeah which is which is really all that matters ultimately but from a business perspective it, uh what we've been trying to do and why i was hired is that we had kind of focused on growing and making cigars for other people and we really hadn't put a lot of emphasis on creating recognition for ourselves and and yeah, i joined the, the company the brand because hasn't basically been there. because i'm sorry i said the brand hasn't been there the quality product's yeah. been there but nobody we didn't know who the brand was exactly yeah and the best cigar you've never heard of is usually one you don't necessarily reach for in the humidor so, right right uh, that's uh so that, but that's something that i saw as a, a huge opportunity because that's a lot easier than making good you know really great cigars which i i don't you know, really have control over. I go to right. the factory a few times a year and, and, uh, go down there and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm involved in what we're coming out with, but in terms of the day-to-day operations and, and the blends and, and the quality of the leaf and the you know, processes and everything that, that I really, there's nothing I could do to make that better or good if it wasn't there already. So right. I basically saw this company that had, you know, it was a sleeping giant, quite frankly, it was, it had great tobacco. It would be, it, it was kind of like if, if people like 
knew of Ashton and hadn't really heard of Fuente. I mean, it just didn't make sense to me. You know, so many companies use our tobacco and we made cigars for so many companies that were really hot and highly acclaimed. And then just, we didn't have the notoriety that uh, the people that were using our tobacco did. And, and to me, that's uh, that was our fault and didn't make sense. And thank God, because otherwise I probably wouldn't have a job. Yeah. And, and in case the listeners don't know, I mean, you guys uh, do the uh, Guardian of the Farm. You also do the uh, Lunatic Cigars. And I believe you guys do the uh, JFR. JFR, yeah. The, uh, so our kind of core lines are the JFR, which the Lunatic is a you know an extension of that. It's kind of our bread and butter. The price point on them is really incredible, and uh, the taste is, is excellent. If I had to buy all our cigars, I'd, I'd smoke a heck of a lot of JFR. I can tell right. you that because the value is incredible. Um, Guardian of the Farm is our collab with Warp Cigars, which is which is really great because Kyle Gellis has a got a huge following and, and is really popular and, and uh, has a profile and. And kind of style that's uh, unique to him and and he combined to work with us um for that particular brand so uh, that's been really successful for us it was a top 10 cigar and cigar aficionado um, yeah i saw in that 2017. Yeah, so that was a that was a huge benefit and then we have uh, our casa fernandez lines uh, the, which you know we, we've kind of rebranded uh through agonorsa leaf um and so we have a you know the connecticut was a cigar authority's number one cigar of the year um we've had a lot of success with with those uh, Habano, Connecticut, Corojo, Maduro blends. Yeah, I've seen some very high ratings on those cigars. Yeah, so things are really, I mean, uh, they've really taken off. I mean, this this past year was by far our most successful as a company. Um, and and this year we're doing even better than last year. So it's really, be, and that's really a credit to all the guys out there that support us and are, you know, ultimately they got to take their hard-earned money out of their pocket right. and buy a cigar and they're choosing us so we appreciate that and that's great and i'll tell you i discovered your cigars uh the uh agonorsa leaf uh, casa fernandez line while i was up in lubbock texas doing a show and the manager there brad uh he knows me i come in there pretty regularly and uh i hadn't been up there for a couple of months and when i came in he's like man i got the perfect cigar for you and it was the casa fernandez agonorsa leaf i believe it was the corojo and man i was just i fell in love i was like Where, where's this cigar been i don't know about this cigar so i was super excited about it yeah and, and it's great to hear that type of story for two reasons one is that is that the retailer said you know you you've got to try this which is which is so crucial i mean really the only metric of our success is how passionate people are for our product that they'll recommend it so that's really the only thing we're even looking at and two you enjoyed it <laughs> you really enjoyed it so that's the second part so yeah uh that's you know that really is it's great to hear those type of stories because that's that's really all we're trying to do is, is that that scenario well and i'll tell you uh since talking with you a few weeks ago about scheduling this interview i've noticed that you guys are really uh excuse my language but kicking ass as far as uh instagram and your online marketing and i think raising public awareness is is number one because when you have a great product man you got to have it seen on uh social media yeah i mean if you if you don't get your your presence out there it's really easy to pick other things you know like we all do it we go to the liquor store and we go and pick out you know a bottle and say well i know i like this and this other one next to it you know why should i buy that and there's something that's got to happen you you know somebody had to say hey you got to have this or you had to see some sort of you know information about it either in social media or or you know in an article in a magazine or whatever it is and you have to really uh uh you know have some sort of factor come in interfere in that in that transaction or otherwise the person ends up going to buy what they have just bought, you know, a hundred other times. So (laughs) we, we view social media is, is crucial to that because it's a way to really interact, uh, directly with a lot of, a lot of people out there, especially the type of people that we want to, you know, uh, reach, you know, they're they're what you kind of call mavens. They're guys that they get passionate about something and then they repost it and then they send, uh, you know, they go and write about it and they tell other people you got to try it and there's people that kind of move the move the uh you know the the, the scales and and the humidors and on the, and the online community so yeah it really helps spread the word of mouth i mean and you get people's curiosity up and i mean I, i've tried a ton of cigars that i've seen people post especially when i see it posted over and over i'm like man that looks like a great cigar i better try it so i think you are doing a great job when it comes to uh a social media presence so is that and is that primarily your responsibility as far as marketing 
Yes. So yeah, I, I, my official title is a VP of uh, sales and marketing. So I handle, I handle that in those two areas. We, we try to, again, you know, as time goes on, you know, we'll, we'll probably have more people involved in these things than, than currently I handle a lot of it at the moment. Um, but yeah, we try to, on, on social media, try to differentiate a little bit, like uh, on LinkedIn, we try to keep it kind of more, you know, in, informative articles, uh, interviews, uh, you know, uh, content about factories and things like that. We try, you know, because it's a little bit more obviously professional. Um, and then, you know, Instagram, you, you, we, it's more picture oriented, really having great, you know, photos. And Facebook is more, you know, communal. You have a lot of people interacting and there's various groups, which some are more, you know, uh, some are more uh, relaxed in the, you know, in the, uh, you know, basic standards of decency. Than, oh, right, <laughs> than right. I understand what you're saying there. So uh, let's talk about how it came to be that you guys decided to rebrand because before it was the Casa Fernandez line and now you've swapped over to the Argonorsa Leaf. So how did that come about? So so really with when you look at companies, the, the key thing for any brand or any company is saying, okay, what's what's different and what's meaningful about this product like what why would would somebody what do we have that somebody else doesn't have and why does that matter and so generally in the cigar industry it kind of breaks down into three categories uh where it's kind of you know what's different is the personality of the owner you know that's very uh, uh cult of personality oriented where the, the owner's persona is really kind of what makes the difference between between that and another brand other other uh companies are more uh, lifestyle based you know you think of I always use a great example, uh, you know, Davidoff, you know, Davidoff, this, you, you have an immediate image of the, the type of person that would smoke a Davidoff. You have the suit and the, and the uh, kind of European style and, and, and that, you know, obviously high end has very, they've done a great job of kind of creating that image so that a person that smokes Davidoff says, oh, I'm this type of person and this is why. I, you know, I purchased the product true, true. and then you have, pro- and then, and then you have product based. And again, it doesn't mean that's the only thing that's special, but usually it's the thing that they, you know, these companies focus on. And so the third category is, uh, it's product based. So, you, you know, we, you know, the cigar is, you know, like, uh, La Flor is a great example. Um, home Lejero, the, you know, they're, they're kind of branded themselves as, as the powerful, strong cigars that are on the market, you know, and that's kind of more what we wanted to do we wanted to, to say okay what's different about us and really what it is, is is the tobacco that we grow and that's what's special about us and that's what's different it has a very unique uh flavor and aroma that really nothing else out there has so rather than uh use casa fernandez where the name fernandez and in, in with with latin people is like smith in english i mean everybody has the name sure, so sure. there was confusion with aj and uh and you know it just it just didn't convey who we were as well so we wanted to focus on what what makes us different and that's and that's the the quality of relief so it just was an obvious choice to pick uh to pick agonor sleep in my opinion yeah i i think it's a great branding change i really like it i love the logo i love the history behind it and uh just the rich uh, work ethic that it takes to grow a leaf that's not as high yielding as a lot of other leaf. It shows that there is a lot of passion about growing a specific type cigar that might not be as high yielding as some other ones, but it's definitely uh, as high quality as any cigar. Yeah, I mean, and we actually go out and we do what's called uh, agonorous experiences uh, at retailers, you know, nationwide. We do this with the retailer and the staff, and then we do it as, as at events at uh, at retailers with the consumers, where they they actually get to try individual fumas or puritos of of our of our seeds uh, of our, our relief, and uh, and they get to experience it for themselves. And and you can taste the difference. It's not like oh, there's blueberry pie and apple crisp <laughs> and all that stuff. It's stuff that anybody can essentially taste and, and experience the difference between the two and, and grasp that it's palpable. And so that's a much more powerful way to do it than just some guy coming around saying, Hey, we got really special tobacco and it's different. And it's, you know, this is something that the person gets to experience for themselves. And then, you know, seeing is believing as they say. Absolutely. And just while I have your ear, uh, I tell you who would love to do an event like that is the leaf in Abilene, Texas. God bless them. They're good. Uh, they're, they're good. Uh, uh, I'll have uh, our uh, our rep reach out to them 
um, yeah, to, definitely to do something like that up. That's my yeah, that's my home shop, so that's why I'm giving you the uh, plug yeah, no, to they, come they, on over they, there. They've made a, a, a believer out of you as well, it seems. So that's uh, uh, that's a crucial thing as well. Yeah, so definitely uh, check into that. But uh, so tell us a little bit about your history before you came to the Agonorsa Leaf family. So I, I've been in the business uh, for a little over a decade, I think, at this point. Uh, I I started off my I have family that's that's been in the business since the 1800s my uh, my uncle is Manuel Casada from Casada cigars and when I was younger I spent the summer down there in the factory I grew up in Massachusetts I'm a gringo but I, I you know I would want I wanted to go down and you know see Dominican Republic and say hey you know I've got family down there I'm go work in a cigar factory how, how old so were I, you then uh, I was uh I was I was probably just out of just out of college i think it, you know it was it was probably like 22 23 somewhere okay. around there great experience um, I, I, yeah I, I just got i think i just got out of college basically and uh and i did that for a summer and then uh a couple of years later i really enjoyed it you know for the reasons we all you know kind of appreciate cigars those of us who know a little bit about it is you know it creates the camaraderie among people the the craftsmanship that goes into it how it's you know, you know, so much tradition passed down and, and uh, all that was really, you know, something I found very you know, interesting. And, and then a few years later, I had the opportunity to, to come work for the company. So then I moved to the Dominican Republic and I lived down in Dominican for a while and then ended up handling national sales for Casada cigars. They make, um, they make Nat Sherman brands. Uh, oh, okay. For, yeah. Um, they, they, uh, they just, dis- they distributed the, uh, you know, and the brand for the, the uh, Casa Magna cigars that was number one cigar of the year that was made by Placencia, but it was a uh, it was a brand that we you know we created and, and distributed. So you've been um, around the business. Yeah, I've been around for a, for a minute or two. Well, that's great. <laughs> I man. mean, I compared to a lot of these guys, I guess it's all relative. But yeah, well, you're not uh, you're not old enough to be that far along yet. Yeah, not that old yet. No, uh, I think well, I guess that's a good thing. Um, but uh, I hope to make it there. Certainly, I'm sure you will. So, do you guys have anything uh, maybe you could tell us that's coming up that we don't know about? You got some surprise cigars that we don't know about? Uh, what do you got in the mix? Yeah, I mean, I think it's more of a process of continuing, just to speak generally, of of tie the product lines in together better. Uh, you know, we've rebranded a lot of a lot of this, the product where before, you, if you saw four of our brands on the shelf, you, you might not even recognize it was the same company. So, right. that really wasn't something that was good <laughs> quite frankly so we uh so we changed that around so now if you look at our for instance our agonorous leaf habano corojo uh, connecticut and maduro you can it's all clearly the same brand you know they're all different but you can tell it's the same company that that makes them all whereas before you really can judge that and so we're going to continue that kind of process of creating you know that better better integration of of our product lines together and then and then also you know working on some things that uh you know, because of our capacities as a uh, as a vertically integrated company that we can do that other people can't. So when we come out with something, we don't want to just come out with stuff and throw it at the wall and say, ah, here's a bunch of all new brands to right. figure out what sticks out here. We want to say we came out with this for this reason and, and it highlights this for us. And, and the more you can do that, the better, really, because, you know, just coming out with a cigar and saying, yeah, you know, it, it, here's a new Toro and it's got, you know, Right. Uh, you got you got to have a purpose behind it. Exactly. So, all right. Well, let's ask you this one question. Since you're uh, the VP of sales for Agonorsa Leaf, we want to know, yes, out of the whole family of cigars, which is your favorite? Which is my favorite? So that's always an interesting question for me because what I what I saw, so I'm going to answer you, but I'm going I'm to qualify it. Right. If, if I were just simply to to buy our cigar as a consumer and i would say okay what, what you know and i was basically time had nothing to do with anything i would probably smoke uh our, our agonor sleep signature which is uh which has medio tempo in it it's a it's a it's a brand that comes out in allotments a couple times a year okay um we just actually had a shipment it has a beautiful gold foil packaging and everything like that not that the you don't smoke the packaging but we wanted something that represented you know the quality of the tobacco and it uses medio tempo which is uh, just a few you know leaves at the very top of the plant um 
right by the the crown of the plant and not every plant produces it's it's an unusual looking leaf it's thick and small kind of looks like alligator skin it's very unusual and out of 15,000 bales we produce only 50 to 80 bales are medio tempo so it's no very kidding. low amounts yeah so it's another again that focuses you know, something that's special about us so i would probably smoke those if uh you know nothing you know all things being the same but right. what i smoke the most of and and partly because of time and partly just because I really enjoy them is the garden of the farm Rambo and the JFR, uh, uh, junior, which is a, a short, you know, four and a half by 46, uh, cigar. So, cause I, you know, for me, I'm always moving around and I'm always doing, you know, doing this and doing that. I don't usually have the time to smoke a longer cigar and I hate wasting a cigar where, you know, nowadays there's so many, even though you are in the cigar industry, there's so many places you can't smoke. So right. the idea of putting out a cigar that you're really enjoying drives me nuts. So I can, I can uh, usually finish off some of these smaller, shorter sizes in a reasonable amount of time. Oh, that's perfect, man. So before, before we go, give me the name of your number one cigar again that you said you'd smoke. Ag- Aganor Salif Signature. Signature. All right. Well, we're definitely going to keep an eye out for that. It sounds fantastic. Well, I appreciate you, brother. Hey, man. Well, we appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you so much. And, uh, man, we just wish you guys the best. I'm a huge fan of your cigars, so that that's the whole reason I reached out to you guys. If, when I find something that I love, I, I want to talk to somebody from the company. So we appreciate your time and uh, all your uh, stories and explanation behind the brand, man. No, my pleasure. I really, I appreciate you reaching out to me, and this is this is really. It's always, uh, I'm always humbled when somebody wants to hear anything I have to say. So thank you so much for having me, and, and we appreciate you and the, and the kind words. All right. Well, thank you, brother. You have a good day. Take care, man. Hey guys, before we go, I wanted to let you know we're giving away a 50 cal lighter, and uh, it looks like a 50 cal bullet. And anyway, uh, we'll post the uh, pictures of it this week. We will link it to the manufacturer so you can go check them out. But anyway, they were gracious enough to send us one. And uh, in order to win, what we're going to do is go post a picture of you smoking a cigar and use the hashtag light em up crew. And we'll take the top six most popular photos and do a random drawing from those six people. And whoever is the uh, lucky drawing winner will be the winner of this really cool lighter it's single flame and i'm usually not a big fan of single flames but this one is the the flame is huge and it's great to light up a cigar i've checked it out it was a very very well thought out cigar lighter anyway uh that about wraps it up guys and uh, next week we'll be doing the interview with jay patterson and Corey, the new owners of the leaf so until next week stay smoky my friends Mm -hmm.